Hello, everyone out there. Hey, you know what time it is? It's time to stop the clock, take time out, because you know what time it is? It's Analysis Paralysis Corner time with your host, Peter. And Antoine. And today we're going to talk about a musical, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. So I'm Woo! very excited. Peter's probably very excited. Just a teensy bit of backstory. Peter is the one who got me into musicals, really. I think I can attribute that to you because nice. I wasn't my, I did a little theater before meeting you, but then meet you musical theater is a part of my life so and specifically rent was one of the first ones that you introduced me to yeah yeah this is this is near and dear since we ended up watching tick tick boom this tick tick boom was a musical that i had been aware of for a very long time but i actually didn't know the significance of how it related to jonathan larson i knew he wrote it wrote it and of course i loved the hell out of rent in high school i think i was like a rent prophet or something for sure Everyone, everyone I knew, like I was, I was introducing to Rent because my sister had picked up like a compilation of the Broadway, of the original Broadway recording, um, but just some of the main songs, not the entire soundtrack. And so, just listening to the music from that small part of Rent got me to love the entirety of Rent. And so then I was getting everybody involved, whoever I wanted, like whoever was a friend of mine, like in theater, definitely knew that Rent was my favorite musical. Yeah, I mean, me, you, Ryan, and Turi even sang a song from Rent. Yeah, yeah, we we sang Rent <laughs> from Rent. Yeah, right. And so, yeah, uh, knowing that Jonathan Larson also wrote Tick, Tick, Boom, you know, I, I had been curious about it, but I never explored it. Uh, so a little backstory on Tick, Tick, Boom, the musical, what it actually is, is a sort of biographical, autobiographical musical written by Jonathan Larson about Jonathan Larson. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess I guess it follows his time trying to put together a workshop for a musical that he had been working on for five years called Superbia. One of his uh, big, uh, gosh, what's uh, role models and teachers, instructors. Can you actually, it was eight. It was eight. Oh my God. Yeah. That was the line from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot. That's awesome. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of his role models and mentors was uh, Sondheim who wrote uh, Sweeney Todd. Wah told me that I, I didn't realize that connection all these yeah. different musicals that have different connections here but i what i really enjoyed about seeing tick tick boom for the first time was in my head i was i was going through and like man this is this has a lot of rent vibes even down to like the musical playing and mm-hmm. some of the different ways he uses the music it seems it's very familiar and so definitely i really enjoyed it um the particular version that me and antoine are talking about where we're talking about tick tick boom this time is actually the andrew garfield one that's out on netflix so if you're just now listening to us talking about it and you haven't seen it but i bet you have seen it advertised on netflix Mm -hmm. because that's what got me into it yep i would like to first say i think steven sondheim if he were um uh if he were alive no actually let me rephrase steven sondheim is probably rolling in his grave by the fact that you said he wrote sweeney todd and not you know west side story or you know company or <laughs> or all the follies all, these right, other right. all the other ones you're right he had a, he has a long <laughs> list right yeah or you know a funny thing <laughs> happened on the way to the forum which we saw together um but oh, yeah man. this uh netflix movie it's I, I think it's awesome. I didn't know that there was a connection between Sondheim and Larson. Uh, after watching the movie, I looked it up, and apparently Sondheim kind of took him under his wing, which is kind of cool. I, I think it's pretty epic to have, you know, Broadway legend <laughs> take yeah. you under your wing. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, really, 
But yeah, the musical, I think, captured a lot of like feelings, even though, you know, we, we were joking about like singing the song 3090, which is the opening song. But um, it's kind of Jonathan musing over the fact that he is turning 30 and what has he done with his life? Yeah. And I think all of us feel that way. Even if you're doing really successful, you're like, what am I doing with myself? Well, there, you know, there's probably a very select few of us who don't feel that way, but right. I, I think for the most part, we all have a little bit of a, I wish I achieved more by age 30. Even Jonathan Larson, and it's outlined in this movie, like his his goal was to achieve the superbia, like get it on Broadway by the time he was 30 and he kept comparing himself to Sondheim. Oh, he had his first Broadway musical at 27. And so that was his driving force. But, you know, he ended up not doing that. Suburbia never made it to theater, never made it to Broadway. But this one did. And Rent did. Both fantastic musicals. Yeah. So I guess let's uh, let's dive in um, to a little bit more of the other pieces about it. It it gives us the characters. So it gives us Jonathan Larson also. Like, he's kind of narrates most of the story. Um, then it also follows his uh, friend and past roommate, Michael, and then his girlfriend, Susan, to some extent. And it's kind of played into multiple backdrops. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, we, we had talked about before, had directed this version. Apparently, Lin-Manuel Miranda is super into Tick, Tick, Boom. Like, he played Jonathan Larson in some version of it, or at least I've seen him sing the song Therapy with somebody else. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did not know that. I do want I, I I do how to say this. So the music was not Lin Manuel Miranda's, but no, Lin Manuel Miranda has his way of interjecting himself or like his peeps into mm-hmm. a lot of things that he does, which I think is hilarious and great. Um, yeah. because Philippa Sue was in it. Yeah. Um, Robin to Jesus, like the Michael, the friend that you mentioned, was Sunny and in the Heights. Mm. And Dang, I don't, was that? Was Sunny in the Heights? I thought that was Anthony Ramis. Is that the right person I'm thinking of? No, in the original, in the stage version of In the Heights. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And then uh, in the closing, in one of the later scenes in the movie, he didn't have a role in it, but Christopher Jackson appeared. Yes. Like the guy who was Washington. Yeah, I was like, what the world is George Washington doing in the audience? (laughs) Dude, just just let him be there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I just, I I loved it. And I I, I like that he does that. It'd be awesome to be a member of the Manuel Posse. But yeah, yeah, it definitely, even though he didn't write the songs, it, it had that touch. And he was in it himself because he always does that absolutely Um, speaking spanish yep yeah (laughs) he actually typecast himself into the back as one of the spanish workers in that place yeah which is great so but something you mentioned a second ago and again i did some google searching afterwards because i didn't know that there was a like i looked up a original cast recording of tick tick boom like not Mm -hmm. the movie version just so i can hear the difference um and in doing that i found out that the characters of Michael and Susan that you just mentioned are not real. Really? Yeah. I'm like they're not people from Jonathan Larson's life. That's um, weird. Wa and I were talking and we, we said that Susan at least was real. I didn't know. Dang. No, Susan is not real. What? Yeah. Or at least that's what I got from an article that I watched. Maybe I'm, maybe that article was wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it was just saying like, like they're supporting characters to, you know, move the story along. But yeah, I think Michael and Susan are real. Let me look it up. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot about 
tick tick boom that's really interesting like he's got jonathan larson like had a pretty great way of just setting up something in my head you know already he even talks about it like tick tick boom leading into like an explosion in one sense i thought i was like before he explodes onto broadway right before he becomes big this Mm -hmm. is tick tick boom going right now but obviously that's not the real explosion then you also you're expecting other things to happen because the main crux of the story a lot of the conflict is that he's trying to juggle both wanting to finish like like go through life and become this great director and musical writer and all that stuff and he's fighting with the fact that like he hasn't really broken out at all his girlfriend is wanting to leave and just give up her life in the arts as well as his friend who actually did and went and got some very nice cushiony job working as an ad at an advertisement agency it's all very familiar in the sense that like i know i have a bunch of actor friends that probably watch this and we're like i get that yeah Definitely, definitely, and it's like I don't know, and myself it, as well. Yeah, and it's, it's nice to 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 see that played out, showed out on in a movie. It's like this is real. Like some people, like the starving artist thing is real, and yeah, that that whole I don't know that whole I don't know what to call it trope is. It's still enjoyable to see sometimes. I don't know if you, in your searches, you found like, I, was, I wasn't sure. I was confused about what the original cast recording was like, because when I looked looked it up, I was expecting to see Jonathan Larson playing himself. And the original cast recording that I found, he was not. Right. That's the same one that I found. However, if you go on YouTube, you can find a video of Jonathan Larson singing 3090. Oh, that's super cool. And I think it's a part of a performance of of Tick Tick Boom. I think. I don't know. Like yeah. and so it makes me think maybe at first he was trying to sell it and then finally they picked it up and so they cast other people. Uh that being said, Jonathan Larson, like hearing it from him, he sounds really it's he sounds really good. Just seeing those bits and pieces of how it all connects together yeah and something that i greatly appreciate i I feel like no no movie does it better than marvel but that in credit fun thing um and so in this movie during the credits they show like real jonathan larson footage of like him working in the moon dance cafe and like him just doing stuff that we saw him like we saw them reenact recreate yeah some of those some of those final images were from him performing those from from him performing those songs in tick tick boom yeah so i don't know if this kind of ventures into set maybe a little bit but i really do appreciate that like they would show random parts of it they filmed it like it was a 90s camcorder and like recording and but it was andrew garfield and you know all of the new cast but it looked old and then like i was just mentioning like the stuff that they they showed at the end it was just like so comparable like when he did the little rap bit and he had andrew garfield look just like jonathan larson i feel like they really cast that well um yeah and you can tell andrew really followed how like andrew looked at jonathan larson stuff it looked like to me it didn't look like he just was like okay i got the i got the you know script I know everything about him. He actually watched and saw his mannerisms in a way. Very fun. Um, I guess, actually, one second. I, I know I stepped forward, but I'm going to step back. Um, one thing <laughs> that I super appreciated. So I am a Broadway nut. That is a, that is a thing. Sarah and I go every year, even though COVID has stopped us. And Lauren, we all go every year. COVID has stopped us, but we're, you know it's going to come back. But yeah. <laughs> the, the number of just like, just like random people that they mm-hmm. brought into the show... 
I loved it. I know Vanessa Hudgens is not really Broadway, but I mean, she I, she kind of counts. But in my favorite song, can you guess what my favorite song was? I'm going to go with Therapy. No, nah, man. Sunday. Your senses? Sunday. <laughs> yes, because like maybe not favorite song, but my favorite scene for sure, because I'm sure you noticed they brought there were so many Broadway oh, yeah, stars yeah. in that scene. That's where Philippa like, Sue showed up. Yeah. And Andre the Shields is in there. And I was just like, what? This is awesome. Bernadette Peters was in that scene. Yeah. Adam Pascal and Daphne Ruben Vega and the guy who played Angel orig- originally, I don't know his name, were in that scene. I was like, this is so cool. This is so cool. <laughs> Felicia Rashad was in that scene. And I was like, look at all. I love this scene so much. And it was just so great. Like they they did a, I mean, it's so ephemeral. It's just one song, but yeah, it's it just was one song. fantastic just seeing those people like pop up in, in that scene. So it's back to characters a little bit, but I, I just I liked it a lot. Did you, did you notice, did you see the rent people? So I'll tell you, I didn't see Adam Pascal. I think I saw Daphne Ruben Vega. Yeah. So they were, yeah, they're all, all three of them. Like if you watch Sunday again, which you should, yeah. <laughs> all three of them sing at the same time. She's the reason wow. that I noticed that it was Adam Pascal next to her. And then I was like, bet that's angel right there. Yeah. They're all there. So I'm, I'm going to insert this just because uh, it's interesting to me, you know, I mentioned Lin-Manuel Miranda being the director, and I'd lo- I like to point out like some things that I think were directorial choices. I don't know for a fact that they are, but I think they were. So like the song Therapy I mentioned earlier, I don't know that therapy is supposed to be done the way it was done, where he had kind of a cross-section where he juxtaposed it with the actual argument. I think like in the play itself, maybe the argument actually happens, and then the song happens, or you uh. know, vice versa. Is Therapy um, the Andrew Garfield, Vanessa Hudgens song? When they... Yes. Okay, I like that. that it is the Andrew song. Garfield, Vanessa Hudgens song. I also wonder, like, I got the sense that maybe uh, Susan and Vanessa Hudgens' character was actually one person. So by that token, Come to Your Senses might have just been a solo song, is what I think. I don't know for a fact, though. Wait, what, do you, what do you mean? By hmm? they were one person? One actress. No, it was sense? Vanessa Hudgens and... Um, the no, Susan actress. No, no, I know, I know there were two different actresses. But what I'm saying is, I'm wondering if there is actually in the in the original musical. Oh, if, if that character, if that character, like I think, I think Lin Manuel Miranda might have made a made a selection to split the people. Well, I saw something in I don't know if it was accurate, but I saw something that said the original cast of Tick Tick Boom was just three characters. Oh wow, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what so that what makes me think that maybe. For sure, I think you're right. I think Susan and Vanessa Ann Hudgens' character Carissa, Carissa, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, I think, they were definitely the same person. I'm pretty sure she, the Susan actress, sang all the female parts because it was only his two dudes and her. So wow, no, yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of crazy thinking about that. But also because Miranda made a choice, Lynn. I, I don't want to keep saying his full name anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like. L double M. He decided to he decided to say, okay, you know what? I'm gonna cast these two different parts because I can use them. And like I maybe in a sense he's juxtaposing what the play version would have looked like and creating a movie version at the same time of the backstory and stuff. So yeah. it opens like it's on the stage, but then you get all the stuff that's out there in New York and all that. I thought I really appreciated a lot of that choices. I like yeah. that choice. The swimming song, which I think it's called swimming. 
that that uh what happens when uh Jonathan Larson finally figures out the song you've been waiting we've all been waiting for how the hell he's gonna figure it out mm-hmm. like and they create so much dramatic tension because now finally his agent comes back and is like, oh, yeah, I got all these producers to show up tomorrow. And yeah. then the power blows. Yeah. Which to me immediately echoes back to Rent's opening, Rent. which yeah. the power blowing. Um, <laughs> There's so much Rent stuff. Speak. Yeah. I miss getting back to the actual swimming part. But when he gets to the bottom, he wipes away the 30 and then it's a treble clef. And then like all it's like he sees all the lyrics to the backdrop of the pool that that part was really neat to me and i think yeah. that's that's all front coming from the director and maybe a set designer maybe maybe some other maybe some other designers are also playing at it but i do think that's a direction thing that i like to point out and enjoy yeah um, there's lots of fun things i feel like they did with this movie i i like if you are a person who likes musicals like 10 out of 10 for me like this yeah. was it was super enjoyable i was like in it for the full two hours, I was in it, and I just, mm-hmm. it, I really, really enjoyed what they did there. If you're a Rent fan, definitely check it out. A lot of the themes will be very familiar, like even down to the apartment that Jonathan is living in, kind of how he interacts. If you remember, throw down the key. Yeah, they throw down the key in that one too. Mm-hmm. Bohemia comes back into play in this. Yeah. It's so like HIV plays a part. HIV plays a huge cool. part. I don't know what it was. I like. I ended up le- learning a lot more about Jonathan Larson because of this musical. But yeah. I, for some reason, I guess because I, I immediately said, okay, he writes a musical about people with AIDS. He must have died th- died of it. No, he didn't. Yeah, he died of an aortic uh, aneurysm from like a mic- di- missed a missed diagnosis of some Marsden's disease or some disease. I, I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah, they but they, yeah, they didn't well. diagnose him correctly, and had they done it, maybe he would have lived. And of course, everyone knows, or most people might know, that he died before the product the first production of Rent. I feel like that happens so much in art like it's it's so sad to see but yeah he he didn't even get to see the legacy that he created or like the the fan base that was generated after his death but you know posthumously but you know it's still great so what was your favorite song i think 3090 probably really resonates with me therapy i really enjoy like just kind of the mechanics to that song that Mm. Like between like you know all the fast singing and stuff, and Vanessa Hudgens and Andrew Garfield do a great job of like singing and interacting in that moment. Um, the yeah. choreography is fun for it too. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that I actually. I like hearing the song all done at once for sure. Like the back and forth kind of is weird when he was yeah. doing in the actual movie version where they you have the argument played in the background. Did I say come to your senses? I thought I, I appreciated come to your senses a lot. Especially mm-hmm. because I think uh, the actress playing Susan hadn't sung until that point. Yeah, I don't think I think you're right. I mean, she was just her character was presented as a dancer. She probably had a line or two in Boho Days, but mm-hmm. yeah, like she didn't really go for it until that song. Yeah, that was the, that was the first time you hear her sing it, and so. I felt like that was that was an artistic approach of of creating this person who's supposed to be she actually mirrors the exact character that he's supposed to be filling out in his actual in superbia like she ends up being this the same person singing the same kind of song mm-hmm. and he doesn't come to his senses he doesn't <laughs> or somehow he just makes a vow right here and now <laughs> but yeah those those are my three favorite songs if I gave a top three. 
come to your senses therapy and then 3090 what about you what were your favorite well like i said i I really i I don't actually think that if i was just listening to the soundtrack i probably wouldn't like sunday as much as i liked it in the movie Mm -hmm. um it's it it is a funny song though but i I do like it i really (laughs) boho days will be in my brain forever i think it lives there now It's very short, but I love that song. And I really liked 3090. Man, what else? I also liked, in another directorial part, the play game, right? I think Lin-Manuel Miranda actually got a person who sounds like a 90s-style rapper. And that moment I appreciated a lot. <laughs> like, well, better than me seeing Andrew Garfield do it for the most for the entirety of the song. I think he does something at the end of the play game. Yeah. So omitting, you know, the musical part, then what do you think was your favorite non singing part? <laughs> so just played straight favorite non singing part played straight, man. I don't, I don't know. Actually. Well, it's kind of annoying, but simultaneously is fun. Like it was like, it was very uplifting. Both of the Steven Sondheim interactions. Mm-hmm. I like, like I felt it made me feel good. Both of them. I was just like, yeah. oh man, they did a really good job of like making you feel like sad for the character and then lifting you up immediately after. And I, I like yeah. both of those moments with his interaction with him. Very, very brief, but very powerful to me. Yeah. I think my, my favorite played like straight scene without musical part to it was um when he does the, what do you call it? When he does the focus group. For seventy five dollars. Oh, ha! yeah. It's, it's when he goes, he goes to his his buddies <laughs> to Michael's ad agency, and yeah. they're trying to sell a product and all that. And so he's there, and he's like, he's spitting out ideas, and they're like, "Man, you're so good at this." And he's like, "Whoa, I could make money off of this. Yeah, I could get a four hundred one k off of this." And then it turns, and then the bad part of business shows up. Where it's like, well, we're going to write off, like, we're going to admit all the bad things about, you know, the product. So we can't say any of it. I got really confused when when me and Wall were watching it. And I was like, why would you even tell that to these people? Don't tell them the bad stuff. You just wanted them to tell, the, just wanted them to know the good stuff. Why would right. you give them the bad stuff when they're the ones that are supposed to be thinking positively for you? Yeah. But yeah, I love, I love they came back and called it Chubstitute. Like... <laughs> <laughs> that that's all funny and then the following interaction between him and michael you know it's another one of those things where it kind of questions you know what the role of artist and how we feel about them in the world and stuff mm-hmm. uh because you know andrew garfield or jonathan larson in this case really was you know about wanting to make some great art and he's like you know I'm, he's against this like sellout mentality in one sense but then also like he's like these guys are being destructive and stuff and he's like dude you're not michael specifically is like dude you're not saving the rainforest you're writing musical theater like, yeah and it's like that's a yeah. reality check in one sense So immediately um, following your other favorite scene <laughs> <laughs> yes yes exactly like yeah. those are just great beats and stuff. And of course, you know, him his follow up with Rosa and she's just like, "Yeah, just you know, write another one." <laughs> just mm-hmm. like that's the next thing you got to do. And he comes back and was just like, "Okay, I want I want to do all this stuff." I think I think it's just a great way to let people see and feel how all the different emotions that an artist actually goes through or people who go into theater or go into singing or go into any any kind of thing that's in the fine art sense maybe not even in the fine art sense i think all of us like 
or many people feel like I could go into any profession, right? But you don't like the profession you want to do. Maybe it feels so daunting to do it or people or, or how, how exactly you want to land it. Strangely enough, you know, you said I got you into musical theater and I kind of got out of musical theater when I got into college, when I was, you know, performing in theater and doing like live plays. I was less inclined to care about musicals as much. Um, I don't know why. Like, I didn't follow up with many musicals, so I kind of have been gro- slowly building back into them. I say yeah. that because, like, really, the next biggest musical that I've followed, other than uh, Hamilton, was Heather's. Oh. Which uh, I really enjoy the musical, like, the music and songs to that. Well, have you, did you see the uh, the Winona Ryder Nope. Okay. (laughs) Did not see the OG. Did not see the OG straight movie or whatever. I know it's supposed to be a comedy and stuff, so I would be curious to watch it. Maybe sometime. Yeah. But yeah, for anybody who is, you know, interested in seeing a good musical with a lot of fun music, if you're a Rent fan, uh, definitely check out uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. And, you know, honestly, if you're a person that's into that, like that feels fancies themselves an artist, maybe you're trying to go into something like that. This is a good watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. Well, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. I recommend that you come to your senses and hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, That is all for today. I think Peter and Antoine out. Bo, 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 bo.